podcast land from here on out it's chatterbox world that's right it's all about the chatterbox i like that i like that too i am the first host or one of the hosts of your chatterboxing experience suzanne from suzannedecree.com and of course with me on the other end of this microphone computer arrangement thing the very lovely the very talented Liz Chapia, the Dark Angel from darkbeautymusic.com. Hello, Suzanne, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a wonderful episode tonight, and Suzanne, what are we talking about today? Well, welcome to episode, dude, do you even chatterbox? (laughs) Hmm. Do you ever wonder where I come up with these titles? You know, I think they're just off the cuff, which is what I love. Usually. I mean, there's no planning in that at all. So we are talking about not necessarily time management because we've already done an episode on time management, but we're talking about those little interruptions and how we can get away from those little interruptions and be more productive because we, as the wonderful DIYers that we are, that we've already debunked because DIY doesn't really exist. That's another episode too. Um, but we're going through how to kind of minimize some of those distractions so you can get more done. You can spend more time on your art, on your music, on your basket weaving, on your crocheting, your knitting, whatever it happens to be, and less time being interrupted and frustrated. Well, I like the way this is going. I know, right? It's almost like we actually thought about this topic. I think we have thought about it. So do tell. Please go on. The first major time suck that we all have is what now? Social media. media. Now, come on, be honest. You've all randomly picked up your phone, your tablet, sat down at your computer, turned on your smart TV and went, oh, my goodness, look, I'm on Facebook. How'd that happen? (laughs) Exactly. You know, you've done it. You have. I've done it. So (laughs) I have too. Well, actually, Twittering is my thing. And I'm pretty sure Twittering isn't even a word, but that's okay. It is now in our English dictionary. It is now in the Liz Tapia and Suzanne Decree to English dictionary. Joshua, make sure you post that, please. Yes, please. Social media is a huge time suck. We don't even realize how much we go on social media. You go on social media probably two or three times an hour and you spend probably five to 10 minutes. Track yourself one day. How much time do you actually spend on social media? So there are two things that I've started, actually three things that I've started doing that minimize my time on social media. And the first thing is I got me a timer. Wow. Do you actually sit there with a timer on? I do. 
And that timer has a big, loud foghorn at the end of it, so I can't possibly miss it. That's impressive. I know, right? So what I do is I set aside a block of maybe an hour to do my Facebook and Twitter. Those are the two that I usually do. And I sit for an hour and I do my social media. That helps me focus on things that are important. That helps me focus on doing the music. Uh, Right now, setting up my Helix so I can go into the studio. It helps me focus. It helps me get stuff done. And it helps me know that I've already been on social media and I'm done for the evening. Yeah, but what happens if you're in the middle of conversation and the timer goes off? Do you just cut someone off? (laughs) Do you actually finish your thought? And what if it's just kind of a lengthy conversation? You know, one of those that you really just can't sort of, well, you know, just disconnect from. Um, If there's something important going on, obviously I'll make the time for it and we'll adjust later. Um, I've I've done that before. Actually, there was a, um, a rather lengthy chat that I was involved with one night. And my time was up and I was like, you know what, this, this chat is really important. You know, this is, it's really important that I finish this, but you have the power to make that determination. You're not, ladies and gentlemen, you are not a slave to Facebook. Resist the Facebook. Resist the Facebook. I like that. The Facebook. Resist the Facebook. You can do it. You can do it. You are not powerless here. You are not powerless against the Facebook. I love it when people say, call it the Facebook. You know, you have, you're like, That's like... David against Goliath. Just don't <laughs> smack your computer with a, with a slingshot. That would be bad. But I can't help but think of the movie Google when Vince Vaughn kept saying, I'm on the line. <laughs> I kept saying online. He kept saying, yes, I'm on the lo- on the line. Um, oh, my goodness. So. Okay, so you can figure out a way to sort of disconnect from that and right. move on to the next or set up another time to right. finish and that the, conversation. And the other thing that I do is I do airplane mode a lot so that I'm not interrupted with all of these notifications and bleeps and blings and oh periscope live and all of that nonsense okay i you are in control of your time so learn to use the tools that your devices come with so that you can focus on those you know on that That's great advice because a lot of times if you're just with a phone in front of you, you know that you're going to be interrupted Mm -hmm. a million times over and over again, whether it's going to be from Twitter or a notification from Facebook or an email is going to pop in or something's going to, something's going to fly across the airwaves and you're going to just basically be pulled away and you're going to be sucked back into social media when it's supposed to be your time to do everything but Right. And the other thing that pops across, as you've just mentioned, phone calls and emails. How many times do you find yourself looking for an email or have your email up while you're doing something else? I can tell you one of the biggest, biggest things that I've learned in being uh, a self-employed, whatever it is that I am, is that... (laughs) 
having the email up while you're doing other things that multitasking in general is a myth. Get it out of your head. You cannot do more than one thing at a time. You may you know, I think, think that people think, right. You yeah, may I'm just gonna think say. you're doing two things at once. What you're really doing is doing two half things at once and exactly. half doing both of them. So, I mean, focus that, on that the task is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're right. I mean, you are, you can, yes, you can multitask. You can grab your phone, start typing an email, do this. But, you know, you're never really focused on the one task that you should be focused on. So it doesn't really get all of the attention that it really needs. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, yesterday, as you know, I'm going into the studio soon, I hope. Knock, knock on wood. Um, yes. And How I exciting. have, I know, right? I have a brand new Helix that I bought to help me go into the studio. Now, as Liz and Brian can attest, a lot of my guitar parts are, I mean, it's like guitar orchestra. It's like heavy metal guitar orchestra in some places. So in order to control recording costs as indie artists, we need to do that. I actually have to be able to play two and three guitar parts at the same time. So I'm working with my Helix, setting up my guitar sounds so that I have what I need so I can just go in and lay down my double tracks, you know, one right, one left, and knock it out of the park and get two or three, you know, two guitars done at one time. Um, That's an awesome thing. And it's working very well. But for the most, for, for the most part this week, I've done nothing but go through sounds on the Helix, pick the sounds that I like, tweak the sounds that I like, and set them up for re- and going through the songs, deciding what sounds are going to go with what songs and how I'm going to program those to make those work for the songs. Yesterday, I had the guitar in my hand literally all day. I, I, the guitar was in my hand from when I woke up to when I went to bed, which was somewhere around 10 o'clock at night. Um, I almost had blisters on my hand, kind of like some other time. I don't know if you can remember mm. that time. I think she's still healing or... Well, I was really or hoping maybe just were... a little bit bitter. It could yeah. be that. <laughs> Probably just a little bit bitter. I was hoping that you would be healed by now. Well, I am healed by now, but all right. Uh... So quit talking about it then. So the okay, point it wasn't is, my fault, but <laughs> the point is, I didn't have my email up while I was working on all of this. I didn't have my phone. I had my phone on um, airplane mode. I had my tablet on airplane mode. I had everything shut down except what I was doing. And I got so engrossed in what I was doing that I didn't actually realize it was as late as it was. And I had to pull myself away to go to bed because it was, well, late. Um, So in order to focus on that task, you have to focus on the task. It may sound like it's redundant and it is to a point, but so many people are like, yeah, you look in the paper. I need somebody who can multitask. Well, you don't because it's impossible. Now, I was I was considered the queen multitasker in most of the offices that I, I worked at. I didn't actually multitask. I serial tasked very rapidly. Hmm. And there's an important distinction. 
So instead of, I can't send an email and, um, you know, dispatch a technician and answer a phone all at the same time. What I can do is answer an email, then dispatch a technician, then answer the phone. But I can do them in rapid succession, so it seems like I'm doing multiple things at one time. It's a myth. There's actually a study out there, and I'll have to try and find the link because this is hysterical. It says multitasking is worse for your brain than drugs. Wow. So, you know, I could have saved a lot of time, effort, and money as a child. No, just joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, so, so there's that. There's the multitasking is not possible. So focus on one thing, allow yourself to focus on one thing. And I think you'll see your productivity shoot up. Well, the problem is, is that we've got so many demands on us now. I mean, it's not enough for you to just be the artist, Mm -hmm. but you've got to do 5,000 things that go along with being the artist. Right. And it just takes up a lot of time. So you do try to squeeze in a lot of things in one shot. But I think with what you're saying, is, you know, you you have to have some discipline because if you don't set those times aside to do certain things, you're probably going to end up just doing a little bit of everything but not really accomplishing anything. Right. And that is true. And speaking of interruptions, Hmm. we have a brand new segment to introduce to you tonight. Oh, yes. I'm so excited about this. And I think our listeners are going to love this segment. I think they will. So without further ado, we would like to introduce you to Brian's Legal Minute. Yes. And on that note, I'm going to go get him for you. One moment, please. All right. So for our first episode of Brian's Legal Minute, we have a question. And that question is, is the old legend about me being able to send myself a copy of my music and have it be a legal copyright correct? No. Okay, that was more like a legal second. Okay, we'll get to Brian's legal second in future episodes. But to quote copyright.gov directly, which is the U.S. Copyright Office, there is no provision in the copyright law regarding any such protection. Now, here's the problem. Placing a work into an envelope and mailing it to yourself doesn't actually prove anything. You can mail yourself a copy of a great song that you hear a band playing next door. That doesn't prove you created it, and of course you don't have a copyright in it. Uh, All works that have been created since 1978 are actually automatically copyrighted from the time they're created. So why file at all is the question some people will ask. Well, ultimately, you do need to register your work so that you can be eligible to take advantage of statutory damages. Uh, There are cases where people were sued for millions of dollars for having stolen music on their home computers. And that's because people have registered. If you register your copyright and people steal it, you can make between $750 and $30,000 per stolen copy. And if you aren't registered, you actually have to prove your real damages in court. So no, mailing mailing a copy to yourself doesn't give you any protection, any more than maybe a dated lyric notebook or a time-stamped MP3 might give you in terms of actually proving it. 
Fees can be as low as 35 bucks if you're the sole author of a song and you register online. It's not cheap, but it's effective, and sometimes you do have to pay for a sure thing. Well, thank you, Brian. This has been Brian's Legal Minute from your friendly neighborhood attorney and rock star guitarist, brianziegler.com. And now for a brief pause while we hear a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Tim Jenkins from the Family Earplug Company. You know, with the holidays coming up, you don't need to protect your hearing so much as you need to protect your soul. (laughs) Whether it's discussions about politics that you just don't want to hear, being asked whether that girlfriend is finally going to become a wife, or just wanting to drown out that uncle who won't ever shut up, love of everything sacred and holy would you please shut your yappa the family earplug company can help just give us a recording of whoever it is you want to filter out at the holidays and we will provide a special earplug just for you that will allow you to eat your holiday meal in peace yes save your soul and save the family with the family earplug company Call us now. And now, back to our program. Well, there you have it. Brian's Legal Minute, everyone. So please go ahead and send in your questions. We are going to be doing this segment with uh, on Chatterbox every now and then. And, well, I always wanted to know the answer to that question, and now I know. I know, and it's something that I've been hearing since I was what 15 16 17 yeah this is something that's been out there for a long time and a lot of people always throw that around oh just mail yourself a copy well you know I always wondered how safe it is to do that I mean does it really work you know is Mm -hmm. it really going to protect all of your works and apparently no it does not it apparently it does not well thank uh, you Brian for being a Debbie Downer Oh, you're quite welcome. And it's not that it's completely useless. I mean, it can help provide a little bit of evidence that you were the creator of the work in question, but it's just not enough to fully protect yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Good to know. Definitely good to know. Excellent. Well, thank you, Brian, for being here with us today and can't wait to get you on another future episode of Chatterbox Rocks. And now we resume our regularly scheduled program. So there's one really important thing that we need to remember, and that is that regardless of who you are, you have a finite amount of time on this planet. So, oh, isn't that true? I don't know. I'm the dark angel. I mean, I seem to be able to have an infinite amount of time on this planet. That's true. I mean... You're throwing off. Or maybe you're right. Maybe it's a finite time on this planet, but then on another planet. (laughs) You're throwing off the bell curve, woman. You're throwing off the bell curve. That's right. So you have a finite amount of time to do what you're going to do. Make the most of that time. I think in this day and age of social media, the thing that we don't put enough stock in is actual socializing family time downtime actual socializing like 
you know, going out to a movie with your family or meeting friends at a, at a, you know, a restaurant, actually sitting down with people and interacting with people. Suzanne, this is got to be one of the hardest things when you're an artist and you're working and then you're doing the 5,000 things that you need to do when you get home from work to be able to really do the things that you love to do, right? Exactly. So I think I think what you're saying is really important because I find it really difficult to, to find that time to be able to do just exactly what you said. Go out to dinner with my my family or go see a movie. Um, I, it's it's really tough because there's only so much time in a day in a week that you have. And, you know, for me, sometimes I end up just pushing it off just because I don't, I can't seem to make it work. And I actually had, I actually reached out to a few friends of mine uh, from Safelight, my former employer, and uh, said, you know what? Hey, everybody, let's get together on Tuesday. You know, let's, let's do Tuesday. You guys after work, five o'clock ish. Because I know, I know, um, and you do too, because you know what's what's going on in my in my in my in, in the little world of Sue right now. That within the next couple of weeks, it's going to get real, and I'm not going to have any time. Um, because things are are actually mobilizing that quickly for me right now. So it's really, it was really important to me to try and get as many people as I could, uh, my friends from, from safe light in particular, um, to join me, you know, for a, for a drink and some, some revelry because I, you know, I don't know when the next time is I'm going to be able to do that. And, and that's no joke because I mean, it does, you know, the time, time just kind of creeps away mm-hmm. and, you know, as artists, we have to keep, doing everything we can, you know, to try to get out there. So it is very difficult to give up that part of your life when you're not there yet. And, you know, it's, it's funny because uh, there's actually something that I've been meaning to do. And it's something that I'm I'm going to start doing here um, very soon. And that is pick a couple of people a day that I haven't talked to in a while and just start shooting random emails or like Facebook messages or something and say, Hey, how the heck are you? It's been a while. I just wanted to say hi. I love what you're saying, but isn't that kind of the same thing as doing it on social network? It is kind of, but half my family is spread like buckshot across the Easter coast, Eastern coast. (laughs) Oh, I see. I mean, I've got people in Massachusetts down to Georgia. So wait, are you trying to tell me that they're not on your Facebook page? Uh, I don't have many people on my Facebook page. I have a few. <laughs> All right, everybody, go send Suzanne Decree a friend request right now. Do it, do it. I mean, I'm happy with the few people that I have on my Facebook page. <laughs> Suzanne, you better accept if anybody sends it now. <laughs> <laughs> or that would not be good. <laughs> oh, oh friend request? Denied. Denied. <laughs> <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Sorry, evil, evil laugh slipped out. Sorry, my bad. Um, But yeah, like, like my, my family is, is spread like buckshot across the East coast. And, you know, yes, that is doing it on social media, 
but I'm not sending out a blanket post that goes, hi, everybody. Gosh, I haven't talked to 95% of you in such a long time. Everybody, everybody comment below and let me know you're still alive. You mean like I do? Yes. No, I mean, no, I would never single you out like that, Liz. I love that post. That's my favorite post. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's different to send that to your fans on your page. Um, but when you have connections with real world family and real world friends, real world acquaintances, even. You know, I think a little personal touch reaching out and saying, hey, you know what, Betsy, it's been a while. Haven't talked to you in forever. Just wanted to say hi. How are you doing? I like that. That's really nice. And it's very personal. And I mean, I yes, it's a great idea. You're using social media as the tool to reach out to somebody. But you never know. You know, the next time I go into West Virginia or the next time I go into Maryland, it might lead to me, you know, driving a couple hours further and meeting some relatives in Virginia somewhere or maybe being able to meet halfway or what have you. But social media has made it very easy for us to disconnect from all of the wrong things. Um, you know, one of the reasons social media has made it very easy for trolls to exist and people have lost the art of communicating with each other. You know, we used to be able to disagree. What was the old saying? I, I, I disagree with what you say, but I fight to the death to defend your right to say it. We've mm. lost that. You know, we yeah. lost the ability to sit down across the table and go, this is what I think. This is why I think it, you know what? I see what you're saying. I disagree. Um, let's go have a beer. <laughs> or a glass of wine or you know or you know and i've even gone a couple of people that i totally disagree with on various things but we're really good friends so we go you know what let's just go talk about stuff that we can agree on pass the wine let's just enjoy each other's company and let's just get along person to person human being to human being listen that's always the best connection anyway it is but you have the that then came the interwebs and the Facebook and you know, then people got used to being able to snipe almost uh, anonymously. And now they don't know how to talk to each other cause they're just used to going, you know, to s doing these little snipes anonymously and running away and ignoring people. Boy, that's the truth. Mm -hmm. I think we've, we've lost a lot of social skills just from- From social media. How social ironic media. is that? It's crazy, right? But so seriously, taking the time to reconnect with other humans and take some downtime will exponentially enrich your life. And hey, by the way, folks, since, you know, we're doing this from an artist's, a musician's perspective, you know, the more people you talk to, the more insights you gain into how people work, the more inspiration you get for your craft. So go, go, put your computer down, put your phone away, go out and meet someone. Not right now, because you're listening to Chatterbox, but later. <laughs> Just wait until this episode is done and then go meet someone. Right, right. Because, I mean, Chatterbox. Just Chatterbox rocks. That is true. So that's all I had for this this uh, episode. Liz, how about you? Well, I'd like to end this episode uh, giving a shout out to one of our 
musician friends. Her name is Angela Therese Tripp. And Angela does, uh, she's a singer-songwriter, keyboardist, and she does uh, music and video production. She does poetry. She had a radio show that I think is off the air now, but it's going to be coming back because they're doing some things at the station that she was working at. Uh, But guys, check her out. We're going to post her links also. I'm sure I'll get Josh on that one. Thank you for putting out your great music. And we are going to post your music on there. And uh, hope you're listening to Chatterbox. And we've got to have Angela on here sometime. Awesome. Yeah, she would be really fun. So that's about it for us. We want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. And uh, great information and very, very true information regarding the setting up you know everything social media time and i'm gonna have to just work a little bit harder suzanne i know i know so thank you all so much guys we really appreciate you we really appreciate you taking a half hour every week to to chat with us sort of and uh you know we look forward to every week we look forward to talking to you guys have a great week stay safe and don't forget your favorite time of week is wednesday Wednesday 8 p.m. and please post comment on facebook.com slash groups slash chatterbox rocks. We'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Bye bye. Chatterbox.